Hi everyone, on this episode of the Greyhound Girl podcast, I catch up with Victorian trainer Sean Lithgow, who puts the polish on talented chaser Dream Wizard, who'll step out from box two in tonight's Warnable Cup final. We talk about how he got involved in the industry, how he juggles work commitments along with his partner Mel, and what their plans are for the future. I hope you enjoy this episode of the podcast, which is proudly brought to you by Greyhound Performance Products. You can find them on Facebook or visit their website at greyhoundpp.com.au. Once again, I hope you enjoy this episode, and thanks again for your support. Cup tonight. That um, that must be exciting. You know, come up with a good box. One is past three, and um, yeah, how do you rate his chances tonight? Um, for the first time in his group group career, I actually think he's got a chance. Um, <laughs> That's good. He, he drew box seven in his first two group finals, and he wants the rail. So yep. I, I didn't. We, we weren't really expecting him to um, to you know to be in the top three. Um, but tonight he's drawn where he wants to be. Um, we're hoping he can cross the one. It's a bit up in the air, but if he can cross the one and get to the rail, then, you know, hopefully he has no excuses. Um, you know, obviously, there's some very, very, very talented dogs in the field and, you know, he'll need everything to go his way and maybe something not to go their way, but, you know, you've got to be in it to win it and he's feeling good and hope, fingers crossed. And last week, you know, coming off the one, you must have um, must have had some hope then going into the heat, thinking, well, geez, I might be able to make the final here. Yeah, yeah, no, he was perfectly drawn, and yeah, like we do, you know, you, you never know what can happen in dog race. One bump changes a race, but um, yeah, he had the best. He had the best draw of the dogs in the field that could really run, and um, yeah, no, the six found a little bit of trouble, and he got through. So, you know, we we were very pleased with him. We couldn't couldn't ask any more of what he did on on the weekend on on uh, Thursday night. Have you um have you had him for all of his career? Yeah, we we whelped him, we we reared him, we whelped him, um, oh, nice. retrained him, everything. So he, he was born in our kennels, and yep. he's a family, he's a family <laughs> dog basically. So you know, the syndicate's own, you know, he's my auntie, my mum, and two friends in it as well, and um, so and Mel and I, and yep. yeah, so it's been a family affair, I guess. And uh, you know, he's been with us from day one, and we've seen him grow from a a little. Uh, 500 gram pup as he was born to you know, a 30 kilo plus dog now and yep. you know tries his heart out <laughs> and did he always um you know during breaking and that did he show you something you thought oh, okay this um this fellow's got a bit of ability yeah he did he, he's always had talent he just didn't have the focus in the early days yep um so he he'd get distracted and play up a little bit but um he went to rsk kennels for a, a bit of re-education and then he's done some coursing, and uh, he's just gone to another level since then. So um, his focus is really good these days, and he, you know he's such an honest chaser. Um, so he really tries his heart out, and yeah, I mean we had an idea that he was talented early days, but as both him and his brother Gotham Duke have both improved and improved as they've got older. So they sort of probably only peaking now, I reckon. Maybe the last six months anyway. Yeah, nice. And um, yeah, you were saying about your family being involved in the the ownership syndicate of him. Will they um, get an opportunity to get out to the track tonight? No, probably not. They they came up to Ballarat and they came up to Warrigal, but Warrigal's just that little bit too far for oh, them. Okay. Um, so it'll probably be just Mel and I tonight. But yep. um, <laughs> yeah, hopefully that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, very good. And, um, you know, obviously, tell us a little bit about how you got involved in dogs. Is it um, through your family? Um, so we we used to, oh, I guess, 
Mel and I met at uni, um, so and I happen to live right next to the Greyhound track where up in Warrnambool there. Is so, that's handy. <laughs> um, so I used to we used to I used to go along for a few drinks and a bet on a Wednesday night, and yep. um, every time we, me and my friends just thought, oh, we'll, we'll get a dog and. The first dog we got never won a race, but we had a lot of fun with him, and he's he was a beautiful pet. Yeah. Um. So we we got into it like that, and um, you know, our second dog, Burnt Fuse, was an absolute cat. We got lucky with our second dog. Um, he won thirty six races and made two group finals. So yep. we got really lucky with him, and, and we couldn't have any luck finding a trainer for him initially. Like, um, Eddie Caruana, um, he he uh, I played footy with his son, and um. He ended up taking him on while we were overseas and he went to another level with Eddie and then we got him back and, yeah, no, he was just a fantastic dog for us. But it was sort of by accident that we started training and it was more because we couldn't find anyone to take on Burnt Fuse for us. So a bit of, bit of luck on our part and, yep. you know, it's just gone from strength to strength since then. So we're enjoying the ride. And what, um, what sort of setup have you got? How many have you got in work at the moment? Um, we usually try and keep 10 in work, 10 yep. race dogs, and then... We've got our pups and and pre-trainers and that as well. Yep. Um, so there's usually, you know, around the 20 dog mark at our place. Um, at the moment, we've had a few injuries in retirement. So we've had um, three of the three of our race dogs have been sort of retired in a week. Mm, um, so yeah. they're getting desexed today. And um, yep. we're on the march for a home for them now. Yep. Um, we've got one. One's got a home and then we've got to find homes for the other two. But, um, yeah, so we've sort of been down to five or six at the moment but we've also got nine pups in pre-training so oh, we know wow. that uh we're going to be <laughs> we're going to be their hands full soon so we're not um we're not too stressed about having a small team at the moment yep and do you guys work as well do you juggle work with um training um i we both did for probably 10 years yep. um mel's the national operations manager for a veterinary company. Oh, wow. So she's always busy. Yep. <laughs> so, um, so she works full time and, um, you know, helps out when she can. Yeah. Um, and that sort of, I was, I was working in environmental consulting for 10 years, but I've bit the bullet and decided I'd, you know, put some effort into the dogs now yeah. and focus on them. So yep. I'm working a day and a half sort of a week as the secretary of the NCA, the coursing yeah, association. Nice. Yep. Um, but most of my time spent, yeah, with the dogs now and, and Mel definitely helps out when she can as well. So yep. she's lucky that she can work from home and, and able to do a fair bit from there. Yeah, nice. And it must be rewarding then in the sense like, you, you know, you, you are making race finals like this, you know, to get a bit back out of what all the effort you're putting in, especially juggling those commitments with work as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, I, and I think me being home more or less full time is, is sort of, we're picking up on little things now, like any... Yep any little niggles or anything that's not right, we're picking them up straight away now. So that's a massive advantage for us. And I think all the extra attention the dogs are getting has, has helped take them to another level as well. So Yep. And just going back to um, to Dream Wizard, by Walkard, who I had a look, doesn't have a lot of litters on the ground, but he's certainly, um, he's certainly thrown some handy ones, you know, in those few litters that he has put put out. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, he was a super fast dog. And, yeah. Um, we used to watch him regularly. Um, he had a lot of injury problems in his. He had stopper problems pretty much throughout his career, and still, still won. I think he won. I know he won at least the Warrigal Cup, and he won some other great races as well. So he would, and he had a few track records as well. So he was a super dog. He probably hasn't got the chances he probably deserved, yeah. but um, that's the same for a lot of dogs. You know, there's so many good stud dogs that's out right. at the moment. You know, like I know we just we just bred a litter now, 
and trying to pick one sire from the hundreds <laughs> on offer, and there's so many good ones. And, yeah. You know, it's, it's a really difficult decision. And I guess people, a lot of people make the financial decision to go with the proven sires, you know, and yeah. um, I guess, you know, from a financial point of view, like that makes sense. But, yeah, I think there's quite a lot of sires that have missed out on probably getting a, as good a run as they deserve, you know. Yeah, and that sort of goes back to my chat with David Brash. He said, you know, he said sometimes he sits there and pulls his hair out and says, why didn't these people take this bitch to this particular sire? He said, I understand why they're doing it, but he said, you know, they could have potentially had some amazing dogs if they'd have sort of not thought about the money or thought about it in a different way and went down a different path. And was that sort of your thinking with, you know, going to walk hard? Yeah, we actually went to David Brash and he's he gave us a suggestion of four dogs. Yep. Um and I think we did we did the test matings and all that sort of thing and the one that seemed to come up the best match was um Walkard. So we just he gave us four options to go with and we ended up going with Walkard the first time. Um and then the second time we went with one of his other suggestions and collision. So yep. um we took his suggestions on board with the, with those ones and um the collision litter look like been pretty handy as well. So we've got them and they're the pre trainers I was talking about. Yep. Yeah, um, nice. But there, they look. There's a couple there that look. A couple of girls that look like they've been really good. So, yeah, I mean, you have to get the expert advice when you're That's chasing right. size because it's so hard. Yep. <laughs> you sort of go, where do I start? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Um, and, and we've had our third litter, which we've just been born yesterday or two days ago. Oh, nice. Um, and as we were saying, like the easy decision would have been to go to Fernando Bale because yep. you know everything he touched seems to turn to gold. But yep. just the way the mating worked out it probably wasn't the greatest option for for us um so for, for gotham queen so we ended up going with aussie infrared who yep. seemed to be a better match yep. um and yeah so that, i mean that's a difficult decision because but when we're breeding for ourselves and not for other people i guess yep. it's the it's a bit easier to do as well to take well not not even a chance but to go with the, the slightly less proven sire who's yep. you know going to another level now so yeah, I was going to say Aussie Infrared. He's he's throwing some um some absolute stars at the moment, so it's not totally not a bad choice. No, no, we're 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 really pleased with the mating and the pups, and you know we we did our research quite significantly. And he was a um you know he's won everything. Like he won a, a Victorian Derby in coursing. He won lots of races and track records in Victoria before going up to New South Wales and winning the Maitland Cup. So you know he's well and truly proven himself deserving of a stud career and. It's really good to see him getting some really good pictures now as well, and um, yeah, like we're we're thrilled with the choice of with him as well. So um, we think he covers every base, and I think yeah, I, I can't, I you know, I think he's just going to go to another level now as a stud yep. dog, and I, I think he'll be right up there with the Barsha Bales and Fernando Bales. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think we got him at a very discounted price. <laughs> we'll go up in price pretty soon too. So yeah, nice. <laughs> And, you know, just going back to, to tonight's race, you know, obviously, you know, learning about now how much effort, you know, yourself and Mel put in, what would it mean to you to win to win a race like that tonight? Sort of, you know, relatively early into your training career? Yeah, oh, it'd be a huge thrill. Um, you know, we were, you know, it would make all those early mornings and late nights and all that worth it then, wouldn't it, you know? So, yeah. Um, and it, I think he's deserving of it too. Like, he's his third group final and, I reckon from start 10, he's been taking on the best. You know, he's been up against Thompson dogs and Daily dogs, who are all flying machines. Yeah. You know, to, to, to match it with them from the early stages of his career and then, 
you know, he's just been proving himself time and time again against the best. So, you know, it'd be great for him and, and for his mum as well, who was a little bit unlucky. I think she finished second in a few group heats, never quite got into that group final herself through a bit of bad luck. But, um, you know, I think they'd really be the icing on the cake for Gotham Queen as well. So a huge thrill. And sort of moving forward, you know, daring to dream, as I like to say to people I interview, what sort of, what sort of would be the dream race um, that you'd love to win? Or even just have a runner in. I guess most people would say the Melbourne Cup, um, but like something like the Top Gun as well, where sort of invitation to the yeah. best and you know the the Golden East Street in New South Wales, you know all those. There's so many good races, and I think any Group One you'd be absolutely thrilled to win. Yep. Um, yeah, I, and I, you know it's a little bit disappointing because we had Gotham Duke flying, and he, he's done a stopper, and we thought he could be that dog that could really contend for some of those prizes. He's a little bit stronger than Dream Wizard and, you know, he he's really enjoys Sandown and that as well. So, um, but, he's a, you know, he, we'll get him right and bring him back and see how we go from there, so. Yep, and how, how long do you reckon he would be out for with that? Um, the vet said he needs to be on leave for six to eight weeks. Okay. Um, and then after that, we've just got to ease him back in and see how he goes. But um, yep. he was the second fastest qualifier for... The speed star which would be a huge thrill for, for us to be involved in as well because we've never been involved in that before but yep. unfortunately that's going to be a no-go this year but you know yep. maybe maybe one of the next litters down the track we might might be able to get one in yep i suppose you know to looking at the glass half full at least he's um got the opportunity to come back so that's you know something oh, absolutely. Can focus yep. on anyway yep yep yeah, nice. No, beautiful. Well, thanks so much for joining me, and um, I wish you all the best of luck tonight. I'll be, I'll be cheering, <laughs> cheering for your boy, and looking for you. Do you get, um, do you get nervous before before your races? Oh, yeah, you do for the group finals, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, you just want them to get a clean run and yeah. have a chance, you know. I'm and sure. That's all we can hope for. We yeah. just hope he gets a clean run, and you can show us, show us all we can do. Yep. No, beautiful. I hope he gets that chance. Thanks so much, Sean, and um, best of luck to you and Mel tonight and, and for the future. Awesome. Thanks so much. No worries. Thank you. Bye.